Okay, I'm rolling when you're ready. We all want Makaya Thanks. The men We all want Makaya Thanks. Um, um, stinger, real. Here we go in three, two, one. Oh, please tell me he's gonna move on. Not a chance! Yeah! This is Wretched Radio. This horse is worth beating every second of every day you and i are called to be like god who is not a cosmic crabby pants he is the god of joy and jesus prayed that his joy would be in us and if perhaps your joy tank is running on empty perhaps this exercise will be helpful we'll share with you two stories that should cause you consternation most likely (laughs) because they're serious and they're not insignificant we're not naive but we're not going to let this drain us of joy and there's an antidote to it and it happens to be in these never before nicotine stained fingers courtesy of ray comfort oh no jimmy i am in huge trouble here what's wrong (laughs) what did you do did I mention I went writing a book the other... My glasses. <laughs> oh, you left them Oh, at reading this is going to be... You know, seriously, I won't be able to read this. I'll have to go get them. Let's stop. Okay. I really can't <laughs> <Okay>. see. Ready? Yep. Oh, please tell me he's going to move on. Not a chance. Yeah. This is a wretched radio. This horse is worth beating perpetually to death perpetual. 
You need to keep thinking about the subject of sovereignty, the result being joy. When we remember that God is running the place and we're not responsible because we do make terrible deities, <sighs> all I need to do is be faithful. I need to put my, my, let me just do this better. I'm repeating myself. Three, two, Oh, please tell me he's going to move on. <laughs> Chance! Yeah. This is Wretched Radio. This horse is worth beating to death perpetually because you and I make terrible deities. We sometimes forget we're not running the planet. We can be bogged down with worries and woes and concerns and frettings, all synonyms for the same thing. Your heart is troubled, and Jesus says, don't. And that means if it currently is, brace yourself for this, you're sinning. Now, this does not mean that you cannot be sad about an outcome. I didn't say that. But if your heart is experiencing faithless worrying, what will I do? Woe is me. My children are going to turn out terribly. There's no hope. That's a sinful sort of troubling. And Jesus says, don't do that. And if you have been, I would like to suggest to you that this exercise, I know you're maybe as fond of exercise as I am. This exercise might just help you to deal differently with the stories that cause you to slap your forehead like you want a V8 in frustration, consternation, disappointment, maybe even anger because the world is just falling apart. I have two stories that demonstrate that. I, I could find about 10 more in my stack of stories, but let this suffice and then we will read something that should cause you to feel joy. Story number one, as I mentioned, this was sent to me from California, a nice little town there. I'm just trying to leave the details out because this was sent to me surreptitiously at ideatwretched.org. It's a seventh grader's sexual behavioral module survey. Question number 12. How old were you when you had sexual intercourse for the first time? 11, 12, 13 to 17. Question X, 13. The last time you had sexual intercourse, did you or your partner use a prophylactic device? <laughs> I'm changing the words to a survey that we're giving to children in the seventh grade. I mean, honestly, hold on. The child abuse continues because, frankly, in my estimation, that's what this is. First of all, I love all of the Christian public school teachers. Carry on. Keep doing good work. But this information is none of any teacher's business. Where does this, this idea? Oh, I know. I probably, it's a sentiment that was expressed by Hillary Clinton, which I do believe originated in Africa. It takes a village to raise a child. No, it doesn't. It takes a family. And I would argue it takes a church, but it doesn't take a village. And the schools should be teaching, not indoctrinating and not injecting themselves into issues of this sort. Unbelievable. Please indicate whether you agree or not with the following statements. For teens your age, abstinence is a better choice from being, from, you know, doing the thing. 
For some teens under 18 years old, it is a good decision to have a baby. Why, where, um, where are we, why do they need this information? And then you can't help but be a little bit suspicious about this. In the past six months, have you talked with your parents or other adults about what your parents think about teenagers having sex? Reasons why you shouldn't have sex at your age. How your life would change if you became a father or mother while you're a teenager. AIDS or HIV and other transmitted diseases. <laughs> Hold on. Maybe the last one is the best one. How likely do you think it is that you will choose to have intercourse one or more times in the next year? <clears throat> that <clears throat> story number two. This was written from a Christian family organization. Five days after Republicans swept Virginia, the RNC chair has decided to embrace the very wokeness parents were trying to defeat in places like Loudoun County. Tonight, she said to guests at the Spirit of Lincoln Gala, we are launching our first ever RNC Pride Coalition. The log cabin Republicans don't, share, don't just share our vision for a free, secure, and prosperous America. They enrich it by adding blah, blah, blah. In other words, the political party that you most likely looked more favorably upon, never perfect, most certainly is changing. Great. Now what's going to happen? If they go, it's like, now we got two Democratic parties. Who am I going to vote for? We're never going to have a good politician again. Let me read this beautifully writ, vivid picture of what your Savior did for you. And this was from Ray Comfort from the Evidence Bible. I heard him preach this 15, 20 years ago, and it's stuck in my head, and it is this thought that will calm you down. This is what Jesus did for you. This is the big deal here. This is, this is the point of the planet, Jesus saving sinners to the glory of God the Father. That's, that's what this is about. Not, not about political parties, not about public schools, not, not without significance, not without being involved, I'm not saying that, didn't say disengage. But I am suggesting that we remember our Christian balance. We, we are out of alignment if we're just, <laughs> from Ray Comfort. It was Joseph of Arimathea who had the honor of taking the body of Jesus down from the cross. Think what it would be like to have to pull the cold and lifeless hands of the Son of God from the thick barbed Roman nails. You want something to do today? Stop and think about that. You're Joseph of Arimathea. You've asked for the body of your Savior. It had to get removed. Imagine doing that. These were carpenter hands, which once held nails and wood, now being held by nails and wood. These were the hands that broke bread and fed multitudes, now being broken to feed multitudes. They once applied clay to a blind man's eyes, touched lepers, healed the sick, washed the disciples' feet, took children in his arms. These were the hands that more than once loosed the cold hand of death, now held firmly by its icy grip. These were the fingers that rode in the sand, fashioned a whip that purged his father's house. 
These were the same fingers that took bread and dipped it in a dish and gave it to Judas as a gesture of deep love and friendship. Here was the bread of life itself being dipped in the cup of suffering as the ultimate gesture of God's love for the evil world that Judas represented. Joseph's shame that he had been afraid to own the Savior sickened him as he tore the blood-sodden feet from the six-inch cold steel spikes that fastened them to the cross. These were the beautiful feet of him that preached the gospel of peace, that Mary washed with her hair, that walked on the Sea of Galilee, now crimson with a sea of blood. As Joseph reached out his arms to get him down from the cross, perhaps he stared for an instant at the inanimate face of the Son of God, his heart wrenched as he looked upon him whom they had pierced. This face, which once radiated with the glory of God on the Mount of Transfiguration, which so many had looked upon with such veneration, was now blood-stained from the needle-sharp crown of thorns, deathly pale and twisted from unspeakable suffering as the sin of the world was laid upon him, his eyes, which once sparkled with the life of God, now stared at nothingness as he brought into the dust of death his lips, which spoke such gracious words and calmed the fears of so many, were swollen and bruised from the beating given to him by the hardened fists of soldiers. As it is written, his visage was so marred more than any man. Nicodemus, Nicodemus may have reached up to help Joseph with the body. And as the cold blood of the Lamb of God covered his hand, he was reminded of the blood of the Passover lamb he had seen shed so many times. The death of each spotless animal had been so quick and merciful, but this death, this death had been unspeakably cruel, vicious, inhumane, and brutal. It seemed that all the hatred that sin-loving humanity had for the light formed itself into a dark and evil spear and was thrust with cruel delight into the perfect Lamb of God. That's what your Savior did for you. This act, vividly described, is what the universe is about. And God is relentlessly driving and pointing all the attention of everything on what Jesus Christ did on a cross to save sinners, rebels, Judas's all. That's what he's about. And if you're in Christ, you've repented and you've put your trust in him, you, you get your sins forgiven, they're gone. He did it. He accomplished it. And you are in him, which means you can never be separated from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, ever. Now you can read about the sexual survey and the RNC. And perhaps, just maybe, while we're aware, we're not naive, just maybe it won't rob us of joy. This is Wretched Radio. That was good. Alrighty. All right, I'm still rolling whenever you're ready. <clears throat> yep, hold on. Oh, wait, what just happened? Or is that, okay, good. I want to 
to the center here. All right. All right, here I go. In hold on. All right, ready when thou art. No, oh, you've been waiting on me. What? You've been waiting on me. No, <laughs> been waiting on me, idiot. All right, here we go. In three, two, one. The metaverse is an online platform where people can use virtual reality headsets to transport themselves to any realm they wish, including church. Jackie Bunyas explains the appeal of digital worshiping in the metaverse. Oh boy, this is Wretched Radio. That didn't take long. We've moved church from the assembling of the saints physically together 
to online church. Now we're doing it in the metaverse, and it will be used by people to justify their absence from being in a local church on Sunday morning. Don't worry, that's the only time we go these days. Just Sunday morning is it. But we're abandoning that for virtual church. This was sent to me at idea at wretched.org. The sound quality, it isn't terrific, but this is WRAL News. I don't know where they're located, but they did a story on church metaverse. You're probably familiar with what this looks like. You put big goggles on. I suspect that'll become more sophisticated, maybe just a chip in our heads. But you put the big goggles on. Kind of reminds me of when cell phones started. Remember you had to carry around that suitcase like you had the football with all the atomic bomb codes in it? Or you had it connected to your car and it was, it was basically the size of a trunk. Well, that's what these things look like. You put them on your head and then off you go into a metaverse. I've got a question for you. Are you really going there? Are you really going to church when you enter into the metaverse? You're not. And you shouldn't deceive yourself into thinking that you are. You are not doing church when you do it online. I believe the future of the church is the metaverse. A growing number of people are turning to the metaverse for their religious services. Mm -hmm. As folks pop on virtual reality headsets and partake in digital church. Uh, let me have someone read uh, verses 19 through 21. But just because it's virtual doesn't mean it's less interactive than going to a physical house of worship. Actually, it does. Church. You know, Jimmy, I want to do this segment again. Okay. Because I've got something here that goes with this. What was I thinking? We all want Micaiah, thanks. All right, here we go. Take two. In three, two. The Metaverse is an online platform where people can use virtual reality headsets to transport themselves to any realm they wish, including church. Hold Jackie the phone, Henrietta. the appeal of digital worshiping in the Metaverse. <laughs> this is Wretched Radio. That didn't take long, did it? The metaverse, it's being concocted where you put on goggles that basically remind me of cell phones when they originally started. You had to carry around a football as if you had the atomic codes in order to use a cell phone. It was this brick that you would put up to your head. Well, the technology, I suspect, will get better and better with the metaverse. Now you have to put big goggles on. Don't worry, they'll get a chip for your brain for that where you can enter into the metaverse what is it it's a simulation of reality but it's not and that deception is going to lead a whole lot of people into thinking well i go to church now because i go there in the metaverse I believe the future of the church is the metaverse. A growing number of people are turning to the metaverse for their religious services as folks pop on virtual reality headsets and partake in digital church. Uh, let me have someone read uh, verses 19 through 21. But just because it's virtual doesn't mean it's less interactive than... Actually, it does. 
<laughs> because it's not real. Oh, good. This is better than church. I can just sit around in my jammies, put on my goggles, take them off, put them on, whatever, enter, doesn't matter. It's the metaverse. It's not real. And you're not going to church, and your experience will not be enhanced. There is more to church than just reading the Bible. Remember all the one another commands? You can't do them in the metaverse because it doesn't exist. I was able to see a rendering of the verse I was reading, which made scripture much more meaningful uh, for me. And it's so much more than scripture readings. Baptisms are also taking place. Hold in the on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm looking at the video. There's a virtual pastor baptizing a virtual person. But let me just tell you something. If you go into the metaverse and you participate in this charade, you haven't been baptized. But this kind of worshiping isn't just for the tech savvy. Founders say it's helping enhance the lives of people who can't physically attend a church. Hold on. Now that is something to consider. Those people who can't attend church, should they use something like this? Uh, debatable, but I do believe that we can use some of the technology that exists to at least be witnessing church because you can't be participating in church. Even if you're at home, you're not able to get to church. It is good to watch it, but you're not there and you're not fully participating in church. But the metaverse is going to deceive people into thinking it is church. Getting baptized online. Have you been pondering the metaverse and what that's going to look like? I would like to suggest to you, I don't think we need to be as freaked out by it <laughs> as as perhaps we are inclined to. You know what, Jimmy? I don't like this segment. I don't like the way that I did this with okay. these edits, and I want to do it cleaner. Okay. Where did you say this video was from? What, what station? W-R-A-L. Okay. Might be Atlanta. I don't know. No, it's, it's Raleigh, North Carolina. Or Raleigh, North Carolina. One of the two. Um, Here we go. Okay. Sorry, I'll do better. Three. Well, this didn't take very long. The Metaverse is an online platform where people can use virtual reality headsets to transport themselves to any realm they wish, including church. Jackie Banez explains the appeal of digital worshiping in the Metaverse. Hold on, Jackie. This is Wretched Radio. Before we get to this news report on Metaverse Church, let's consider what the Metaverse is. It's not reality. It is not actual. It is virtual reality. It's a simulation, but it's not the real thing. And yet, as you're about to hear, so many people deceived into thinking, not only am I doing church, uh, I'm doing church better in the universe. In fact, I got baptized in the metaverse. I believe the future of the church is the metaverse. A growing number of people are turning to the metaverse for their religious services. 
as folks pop on virtual reality headsets and partake in digital church. Uh, let me have someone read uh, verses 19 through 21. But just because it's virtual doesn't mean it's less interactive than going to a physical house of worship. Hold on, it most certainly is. <laughs> it's not interactive at all. It's not real. It's it's like it's like a Billy Joel song. It's just a fantasy. Oh, it's not the real thing. Oh, and yet people are believing. Yeah, actually it is. And I put my goggles on and I'm going to church. No, you're not. If anything, VR church participants say it enhances their religious experience. Oh, it's better than going to church. Who would have known? I was able to see a rendering of the verse I was reading, which made scripture much more meaningful. Well, if you bring your Bible to church, you can do that there. Uh, for me. And it's so much more than scripture readings. Baptisms are also taking place in the metaverse. The rebirth that you got from Jesus Christ. Do you want this? Yes. I baptize you now. But this kind of worshiping isn't just for the tech savvy. Founders say it's helping enhance the lives of people who can't physically attend a church. Now that's a point worth considering. What about folks who just can't get to actual, genuine physical worship? I believe we can use technology to witness church, and that is good, and that is right, and it, and, and it, will, it will help you to still feel connected, and that is good. But we need to recognize it's still not church. And that's why when somebody I think is homebound, the church should be coming to them in order to experience the fullness of the assembling of the saints. So let's use technology, but let's not be deceived, no matter what the motivation is, into thinking that this is actual church. It's not. It's virtual. And this is a thought that I think will help us not freak out over the entire concept of the metaverse, I, I've been seeing all kinds of conversations on different talk shows. I was, I was watching one that was thoroughly secular, and they're very concerned about the metaverse. Well, are there some things that are concerning? Yes. But I would also suggest to you, we need to remember that it is not real. Now, here's the tricky part about the metaverse. Even though it's not real, you go off, put your big goggles on, you go into this pretend world, you could do something there that gets brought into this world. You behave in such a way that people are able to go, look, I was in the metaverse with that guy and he said or did this thing. That could happen. But that could happen with virtually any form of communication, couldn't it? Face-to-face. It, -face. I was with him and he said this. So it doesn't make any difference. My point is, it's not real. And furthermore, you don't need to go there. You don't have to visit the metaverse. I know this isn't a perfect illustration because it does appear with the sophistication of technology that the considerations need to be more sophisticated, but in a sense, in a sense, this is no different than your computer and your internet. You go there, but you don't go there. Did you ever stop and think, I'm actually there? The deception of the metaverse is you're seeing images and you feel like you're there. You get to go skiing without going to Colorado. You get to see the Eiffel Tower without visiting the location where the Eiffel Tower is. You are not there and you don't need to go there, which means you don't need to be worried about it. Are you concerned about the internet? 
well, yeah, we do have some concerns, but are you worried that somehow your soul is going to get sucked into it? Or even that your kids, now they can be affected by it. There is no question about that. But it's just that. It's an effect. It, 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 it causes the effect of feeling a certain way in reality or behaving a certain way in reality. Reality is this. It's not that. The metaverse is also, in my opinion, going to be one that I think can be used for nefarious reasons that we should be aware of. There are going to be rules in the metaverse. There are going to be morality clauses. There are going to be things that are acceptable and not acceptable. And incidentally, just in case the gods of the metaverse think that they actually are divine and creating something unique, they're not. The, the, the metaverse, which doesn't have God in mind except potentially to hate him, they use his laws all the time. The, you state the laws of God, the laws of nature, the laws of science that he created and stands behind, they're in the metaverse. So they've once again, they've lifted from God. They bring it into the metaverse. They do have laws. They do have rules. They do have principles, but they're going to start to be rewritten. And you're going to think, therefore, that you can go do things there. And it just stays there. It doesn't. It comes back into this reality because you can be tagged for it just like you can on social media. You say something dopey there, and then we find out about it where? In the real world. It's real people responding. The metaverse has all kinds of challenges. For instance, I think that it could be a propaganda tool. It almost certainly already is. Where bad instruction, bad news, censored information will be doled out controlled by somebody these things don't program themselves and they will try to indoctrinate encourage amoral behavior and attitudes but it's not real but it will be brought into reality that is is the danger of the metaverse but having said all of that you don't need to go there your your life doesn't have to change. I, 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 don't, I don't see why a Christian has to be concerned that somehow this is going to mess things up, except for the fact that we're being deceived into thinking this is actual church. People like Alina Delp, who was diagnosed with a chronic illness that's confined her to her home. Suddenly you're empowered again. Suddenly you're, you matter again. Suddenly... You're human again. But can church services originally intended to be done in person really be accomplished online? Some aren't so sure. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, when two or three are gathered in my name, I am there. And, and Christian theologians have not yet grappled with what that means in when they're gathered in digital spaces. No, nope, I think it's pretty clear. Jackie reporting, supporters of metaverse worship say it's people, not a physical building that embodies a church. <laughs> right. But people, 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 not pixels, people. And this is the problem with that. Do you remember when this first raised its head decades ago? Church isn't a building, it's, it's people. Well, that's true. We just happen to worship in buildings because it protects you from the elements. 
That isn't the physical building. The brick isn't the church of Jesus Christ. It's the facilitation of the church of Jesus Christ, but it's still real people really being together, really doing real things, really needing one another, helping one another. I, I know these days that masks are covering a lot of our emotions. And by the way, just read an article that said one speech therapist saw like a 320-some percent rise in speech therapy visits from toddlers because their ability to read lips <laughs> has been diminished because of the mass. And so they're, they're experiencing speech impediments and struggling to talk. Just remember, it's not death. We see each other. We, we, we can... I can't get your physical cues on the metaverse. Not, not yet, anyway. It's not that sophisticated. I, I can't read body language. Furthermore, I can't shake your hand, pat you on the back, not going to do the holy kiss, but greet you warmly, do the old traditional Baptist hug, you know, where you kind of do the shoulder thing, and then you pat three times, never more, never do circles, don't slide off of their arms, and don't raise your foot while you're hugging the other fella. We can't do any of those things. Furthermore, we can't do the one another's. There are some dangers to the metaverse. I get it. I think they will become indoctrination centers. They will become propagators of false information. They will be censored. They will become amoral. They will try to infect reality with their rewriting of virtual reality. And they're going to try to undermine the importance of being in a local church but I don't think that we need to fear it because it's simply not real. Until tomorrow, go serve your king. All right. All right.